All right, low interest rate. Interest Radio. Here we are, episode twelve. My name is Paul. I'm here with Jeff, gentleman Jeff Crayley. I was wondering if I'd be <laughs> gentleman Jeff today. How are you, Paul? I'm doing good. We're down in my basement, uh, broadcasting live from Warrenton, Virginia. Live, live, and re- pre-recorded. Live to tape. Yeah, still live. Kind of live. And uh, Jeff, I haven't seen you in over a month. I know it's, it's been a long time. I don't think we've ever gone this long without seeing each other. Um, I think for like the first like 22 years of our <laughs> lives, we did. I guess we met before that. 20, 20 years. Okay, yeah. Well, and first, you, you lived in New York for a good portion of that period too. Well, close enough. So Jeff, right, yeah. Jeff came waltzing into my basement here. I was hanging out listening to Elton John, and we wore we're wearing the same shirt. It's crazy. <laughs> the exact same shirt. It's it's probably the same size too. Well, I think mine's like one size smaller, but uh, oh really? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we're in the same shirt, and I don't know how we knew. We just did. Yeah, synchronicity, a connection. Yeah, mental. We got prepared. We got pumped up. Paul, when was the last <laughs> time uh, this happened to you? Wearing the same shirt? Yeah, wearing the same shirt. Oh, okay. I think I've told you about this. Yeah. Uh, last year, uh, we were doing a cross country road trip. Not you and I, Jessica and I. Yeah. We're driving cross country. Uh, I was wearing a red Sonic Youth shirt. We stopped at a gas station in Arizona, and there was a guy there wearing the same shirt as me. That's pretty pretty ridiculous. Like, the middle of the desert. Like, we, we were 100 miles from the nearest town, and there was a guy wearing the same red Sonic Youth nurse shirt that I was wearing. Did you say hey? I did. Like, I gave him the nod. We said hey. I wanted to get a picture, but I didn't ask, because th- that could be kind of stupid. Yeah, that would but, I don't know. For for those ten minutes, he and I were shirt buddies. That's that's pretty awesome. Arizona shirt buddies out in the desert. <laughs> yeah, I I was way more excited than I probably should have been, but still. Well, what was his reaction? Was he just like, "Oh, weird"? Or... Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like we gave each other, we made eye contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we saw that you know there was something going on between us, <laughs> and okay. it, it was pretty exciting. I think that was one of the highlights of the trip. Wow, that's <laughs> a really shitty trip. Yeah, so n- number one, you have Shirt Buddy. Number two, you got the Grand Canyon. Uh, then Las Vegas is way down there. Uh, that was a good trip overall. But cool. Shirt Buddies. Yeah, I guess uh, this this isn't, you know, exactly the same. I can't actually remember the last time I was wearing exactly the same shirt as somebody. But, um, yeah, I guess I was at the library a few months ago. And I was walking down the stairs wearing, like, black pants gray shirt and then walking up the stairs comes like uh short crops girl had pretty much the same haircut as me <laughs> also wearing chuck taylor's which i was wearing in like a black in like a, a gray shirt and like a black pants oh, and it was just like hey we're twinsies and then, like nice. we walked away that was, she sounds that was about it uh <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, you kind of hear about with with girls, they don't want to go to prom and have somebody else wear the same dress. Oh, yeah. But when I see somebody wearing the same shirt as me, I think it's pretty exciting. I yeah, kind of like it. It is kind of nice. You're like twinsies. Twinsies. It's pretty good. <laughs> well, I can understand the prom thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of girls, Jeff has a little lady. Yeah. <laughs> First time in a while. 
I, yeah, I guess. How's that been? It's fine. Don't want to elaborate? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, definitely submit to my, uh, okay Cupid life to public, uh, public inquiry, inquiry. But, uh, actual relationship things, surprisingly off the table here. Okay, well, just for the record, I've never seen a picture of this girl. You have met Uh, this girl, Paul. What? So, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure this girl actually exists, because I've never met her. You, you have met her. All right, we'll talk about it later. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm I'm still skeptical. All right. So, um, it's been, how long has it been since we've done a show? It's been a month, but we didn't post that one. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) It just as a refresh, it's it's a very embarrassing show where Paul is basically like, 2011 was the worst year ever. I hate everything. It yeah. sucks. And, and it it'll, it'll never be heard. Yeah, it was um, like 25 minutes long, too. It wasn't, it was barely even show length. And we ate a pear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I completely forgot about that. We, we ate a pear on the show. Yeah, there was like a lot of squishy juice kind of sounds going on. That was, that one was a train wreck. Yeah, that was that was a bad one. Yeah. So since the last time we spoke, uh, what what's been the big update as far as uh, moving your life forward? Are you is anything happened with you? How, well, how's the college coming? Yeah, I mean, um, my college application for like McGill has been submitted, and uh, you know, I was in the final processes of being submitted, like um, when uh, when we last spoke, but. Uh, it took them like a month to find all of my documents and like register that they had received them. So for the last month, I was like kind of on edge, wondering about like whether or not I would have to like hurriedly resend my transcripts and like ask my teachers to send references again because they didn't get them or something. Or you know, it's just sort of all up in the air, and I was sort of paranoid about it. But it all came together, and now it's just a waiting game. Uh, gotta wait. Worst thing ever. They make you wait so long I to do know. anything. They are not conscientious people. I know. Like, <laughs> just weeks go by, don't hear anything, and it's just the worst. Yeah. I, I hear back from things I don't even remember applying to, like, five months later, and, like, well, I kind of assumed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell me now. Yeah. Wow. Well, I would be surpri- I'm surprised that they actually bother telling you after yeah. that amount of time. Well, I mean, just like you didn't want to talk about uh, your love life, I have I have a potential thing. Yeah, it it might be the closest I've come so far to a real a real goal. Honest to goodness job. Yeah, I, I don't really want to get into details in case because I told them to listen to the show. Why? <laughs> good, why did Why did you tell them that? It's a good show. So all I mean, right. if this goes up, I don't want them to hear me talking about it. Oh man! I, all right, I want to know now. All right, well, fine. You can. <laughs> We'll just tease the listeners, and you can, I guess, tell me later. You really think I shouldn't tell people to listen to the show? What? I really think you shouldn't tell people who... I, I don't know. Maybe... Uh, maybe It's it's not a bad show. I've used it. I've, I've put it on resumes and used it as, like, extracurricular activities on my oh, college really? application. Yeah, I've... I've uh, would you want the... Would you want the admissions people at McGill to listen to the show? Um, I would want them to know that I was doing a show, but I wouldn't necessarily want them to scrutinize it. Yes, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> when I when I was interning up at Sirius, I was working on like uh, you know kind of kind of a it was it was a, it was a radio show for grown ups, 
and I had to fill out progress reports for my advisor at tech, and she would ask me, like, so what kind of stuff do they have you do? I kept it as sanitary as possible. I, I included no yeah, no details of, like, when, when I was there, my, my boss there, he would say to me, like, Paul, it's an emergency. you got to run down to the sex shop. We need a pair of vibrating panties. I was like, okay, I'm on it. <laughs> like, n- none of that went on any of my progress reports. Still got an A, though. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Buying vibrating panties for college credit is... Probably the best thing you can do with your time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? I had totally had something. Oh, speaking of, thanks for uh, thanks for big upping us on uh, on Sirius XM there, Paul. That was a really great move. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Yeah. No, you didn't. Well. You, just, you just didn't. All right. I, I'm done grilling Paul about this. Could have been big for us, Paul. We could have been big radio stars. Eh, Could have been. Could have yeah. been. Well, I, I was on. I was on serious without you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty exciting. So, so I mean, at this point, your McGill stuff has been in for weeks now. Yeah. And when are you expected to hear back? Before March. Be- I don't know. Before March, so yeah. another like five weeks before you could even hear back. I I mean, I could hear back sooner than that. Like March is the the latest. I think I'll hear back. All right, well, don't don't count yeah. on hearing back soon. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm in no hurry really to do anything either. So, well, what are you gonna do if this doesn't work out? I don't know. Um, probably finish out the end of the school year tutoring, and then find something better to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, that's pretty exciting. Well. I have high hopes for this thing I don't want to talk about. <laughs> okay, I'll, 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 I'll give you some details. Right, yeah, I'll give you on. some details. So I was so what I've been doing is just going to, you know, I've been going on random Craigslists around the country, like whatever city. Like I'll go to Craigslist and just look what they have there. Okay. So I happen to come up upon something that is perfect for me, and they say it's they say they want somebody to do their first producing job. So like for, you're looking for your first full times, like oof, I'm totally this. They say they say entry level, but they really want a few years of experience. Okay. So I think I'm good though. Yeah. And so I get all excited. I I make one of my custom DVDs for for every job now. I I record a little intro and speech for the whoever's gonna be reading it. Mm-hmm. Got to go that extra mile. Yeah. Um. So Gotta I stand out. Yeah. So I sent all this stuff in. I included like a lot of stuff I've worked on. So that's good enough as it is. But here is the crazy part. I get I get uh, I go into LinkedIn and I'm looking at people on the site that work at the station. Like one of the fellow producers there. So this is like a radio station thing. No, no, it's it's a TV, TV station. Okay. Yeah, they're looking a new, newscast producers is the job. Okay. Which I've done a little news, but you know. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. So I get on there and I find out that uh, one of the people there graduated from college with my sister. Oh. Not only that, I go on Facebook. They're friends. So they actually do know each other, huh. and they they serve together on the Panhellenic Council. Ah, and so sorority. I, I, yeah, so they were sorority sisters. Well, not were they sisters? Not, or were, well, they were. I don't, I don't know how it all works. Yeah. It, so I I called up my sister and said, "Well, how well do you know this girl?" I was like, "I know her pretty well," and it's like, "What? How well?" It's like, "Well enough." Turns out this girl lived in New York City at the same time as us, and like had been over to our apartment. I don't remember. Oh, wow. So this person, like, by random chance for this job I found on Craigslist in North Carolina. I guess He's an I, acquaintance. I guess I've given all the details well already. Yeah. yeah. In, in Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, is not only an acquaintance, but a good friend of my sister's. Wow. And so I just found this out at, like, at like last night before bed. I was doing all this, and I found it out. I was so excited, I couldn't sleep. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've been, like, badgering my sister all day about... Uh, 
putting the good word in. Yeah, yeah, she got but, um, that word. I mean, I don't want to get too excited about it because nothing's definite, but like yeah. sorority sisters and my sister. That's that's got to be worth something, that's like, you know. That's like you're her sorority brother. Is that a thing? No. Well, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about that, and I was hoping to hear back today, but uh, I don't think they're gonna get back in a day. They might sorority sisters. Yeah, that's true. Um, do you know if your sister did it yet? Uh, yeah, I was talking to her about two hours ago. She was putting the email together. Oh, okay. And cool. she said, "I'm gonna downplay how much you stalked her online, but uh." <laughs> but uh yeah i'll put in the good word so i mean that's got to be worth something and uh it could work out i hope so i you know i'll probably listen to the show like i'll, I'll go back and listen to the show in a month from now how excited i was about this would will you all right first first thought <laughs> will you actually go back and listening to the show oh i i always go back and listen to the shows oh really yeah af- after they're online i always download and listen to them uh i i think i've told you i, I don't like listening to myself i don't either yeah, I really yeah. don't like it. No, it's but, no fun. Um, I always I always give it a listen to see how the banter is. Yeah, how's the banter? It varies. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I always uh, I always give the show a listen when I'm doing the editing, and by a listen I mean like I have the show playing, but I'm also scrolling around with the synthesizer, so I've got like two things going <laughs> on in my headphones at once. Um, yeah, I've, it takes me, you know, it takes me like 45 minutes to come up with those bloopy noises between segments. <laughs> no, it, it actually doesn't. I I just prefer to do other things <laughs> than listen to us talk. I don't know how I it's feel. About, I don't know how I feel about the bloopy noises. You don't like the bloopy noises? <laughs> uh, most most of the feedback I get on the show from friends is yeah. like, "What's up with those noises?" Oh, really? Like, well, you know, they're bloopy noises to. You know, to chop up the segments. All right. Well, I mean, you know, we can easily do the bloopy noises were just like literally the first thing that came to my head. And then we that's what I, I thought. <laughs> I haven't heard any feedback and they're really easy. So I haven't heard any feedback about this. So, you know, I mean, that, that those can be changed. It's that is not difficult to change. OK, we can we can get some, you know, some some non bloopy noises or some some cut little ditty or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We can figure it out. Okay, we'll see what yeah. we can do. Yeah, let's talk about it. Talk about it after the show. All right, all right. Yeah, show meeting. Okay. All right. So Jeff. Yeah. How is the tutoring going? Are your students getting smarter, or are you ruining their GPA? How's it going? Uh, half and half. Really? <laughs> no. I, I think for the most part, there's an uptick. But like some kids, like like uh, you know, some some sometimes you you find out that maybe the material that you've been reviewing isn't as complete as maybe it should be. Like maybe, maybe what you've been doing, like they've gotten a lot better at, but maybe that's not like the whole syllabus. So what do you mean? So, so I mean, basically like, like you could be working on on one specific subject and making sure they know how to do that subject because it's something you've identified as an area they're weak in. Um, but it turns out that they're also weak in like a couple of other areas that, um, you know, also demand attention. So instead of like getting them really good at one thing, it would probably be better to do like a holistic sort of thing, you know, work on everything. Holistic teaching. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, try to reinforce the basics, but, uh, you know, I found, I found with one of my students, like, I feel like I might've, I might've missed some things in review that could be costly mm. to her GPA. I wouldn't say that tutoring is hurting her grades though, you know. So, but 
Are, are, are you worth the $50 an hour you charge? I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. Of course I am, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I heard you talk about the tutoring thing so much that I went online and I made a profile on that website. Oh, yeah? And first of all... Wait, Paul, way too... I told you to... I recommended you do this. Way to say I was the source oh, of your I recommendation. Forgot, I forgot to do that. I forgot to do that. If I get enough points, I get like a t-shirt, Paul. Come on, man. I wanted that to Anyway, keep going. So anyway, I was making this profile. <laughs> yeah. It took me... I, I must have looked for about 20, 30 minutes to find a picture of myself where I don't look like a kid toucher. Oh, I made my dad take one, and I still <laughs> looked weird. <laughs> like, every picture I'd find, like, parents can't be seeing this picture of me. Yeah. I'll molest them if they... <laughs> or they'll think I will. Oh, God. <laughs> so I finally found... Or I finally just on my computer took a new picture of myself and it turned out okay mm -hmm. and then i kind of ripped off your profile about what i wrote down okay um i changed a few words because i don't really know physics yeah okay. uh i've i i've had a i've taught a few lessons um you, you know i i tutored i tutored elementary school kids in college yeah, yeah. for a class mm -hmm. for like a year i was i was tutoring um i wasn't very good at it then i've gotten a little better but still uh I don't. I don't know teaching. Yeah, you get better. Um, <laughs> I realized that like, I I definitely know what I'm doing more after doing it for like three months. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like it. Yeah, you get you get you get better. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't say I sucked at the beginning. I'd say I was still pretty pretty decent, but there I've definitely changed the way I do some things, and it's definitely better. Um, how much, uh, how much are you, yeah, how much am I charging? Yeah, Far less than you. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I found there's less opportunity out here than, uh, in McLean. Yeah. I, I totally believe it. There are a lot of, um, a lot of McMansions in McLean. So yeah, I was just reading, uh, Newt and Calista Gingrich live in McLean. Yeah, I they didn't, do. I didn't know they were your neighbors. Yeah, they do. Uh, Newt, uh, was actually at, um, when I was working at the music shop. One night, this, like, kind of drunkish kind of guy comes in. It was Newt? No, no, oh. it wasn't Newt. It was, uh, it was a dude, and he, he's just, like, really bitter, and, like, he's looking, like, kind of spacey and, like, kind of drunk, and, like, and we're like, hey, man, can I help you with anything? And he was like, nah, man, Newt Gingrich is next door at the McLean 1910 restaurant. And so, yeah, like, Newt Gingrich was, like, over at the restaurant. Wow. Uh, one of my coworkers went over and... And bothered him. I didn't want to bother him during a dinner, you know. It's like, well, he was. I mean, yeah. it wasn't going to be that long. He'd probably leave and go to a younger, more attractive restaurant. Yeah, before too long. True. Well, actually, this restaurant was very new. No. I, yeah, this was a. This was a. He was apparently a fan of uh, McLean Family, which is kind of on the other side of uh, of McLean. Then uh, McLean nineteen ten opened up in this uh, in the Langley Shopping Center. Uh, okay. And okay. Uh, <laughs> it's very recent. Very recent, as of maybe two or three months ago. Um, but yeah, like working at the music shop, uh, there are a lot of politicos around like, um, I know Dick Cheney lived in your neighborhood for a while too. That's, that's what I was going to say. Elizabeth, his daughter came in, bought music books. She bought Oh like, yeah. Yeah. You told me about that. Oh yeah. I probably said it on the show before too. Oh yeah. Any other yeah. celebrities coming to the music store? Um, not into the, oh, did I tell you the stupid, the guy in the stupid hat story? I think I told you this. No, no, let me hear it. Okay. So, um, guy comes in and, um, uh god i can't remember the names but anyway guy comes in he's he's got a stupid hat and he's like kind of hurried 
and he he just kind of like looks around and um uh like buys some like he he picks out some ernie ball strings and like takes them to the register and and uh and goes to buy them and uh my boss is ringing them up and uh i look over and he, he puts in his phone number the into the system because you know you have all your clients phone numbers you know this whole drill um and the name comes up and his name is like guy picado or something like that oh from fugazi yeah and i was like holy shit that's the guy from fugazi and like what was the was the other band that he was in it was, it's uh, not fugazi whatever what uh, the, the, the other band who knows yeah no no no. they're they're a pretty decent band it's oh god yeah. i forget but anyway um so i was like oh my god that's whoa cool i mean you know like uh ian mckay lives in arlington and he like puts on shows and rides a spring rides a spring yeah, yeah. Okay. And he like puts on shows in dc all the time and uh you know the, like those guys the those DC hardcore like guys are around you know mm-hmm. um you know you hear about people having contact with them all the time um so then i got home to to check and uh it turns out that this guy his his like his name was just like a couple letters off <laughs> it was not guy picadi of rights of spring and fugazi it was just a guy in a stupid hat oh a guy is the same name yeah well a very very close name okay. it was like picado to picadi or something like that was, Man, having a famous yeah. name must be pretty bad all oh. right all right you got me started on this again one of my dad one of my friend's dad's names is Ian McKay without an E on the end. Oh, yeah? So he gets phone calls um, where people are just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm talking to Ian McKay. Like, the, the Fugazi <laughs> guy. It's, like, the most ridiculous... Now, I met, I met Ian McKay when he came down to Blacksburg. Uh, he, came, he came to Blacksburg? Yeah, he yeah he came down with whatever, whatever band he's playing now. This was a few years ago. I think this is when uh, when you were gone. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he was a nice guy. Not, not too exciting, but... Uh, yeah, he always—he was all right. He always kind of seems like he'd just kind of be like, "Yeah, he's pretty nice." Now, I, I went to high school with a guy named Will Smith. Really? He actually went by Will Smith, and like, he can't go by William or Willie, or maybe Big Willie style, <laughs> just to just to mix it up. But yeah, like having a famous name. Like, I we we watched Office Space the other night, where there's the guy named Michael Bolton. Yeah, and everybody everybody mentions the singer to him, and it just drives him crazy. That's how I imagine it would be. Just so annoying. Just terrible. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It could be worse. And I feel like Will Smith is a pretty... Pretty generic name, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it would be different if your name was, like, Chuck Klosterman or something. Yeah, I was looking at Are you your looking bookshelf. at my bookshelf? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It would be different. Yeah, I guess. We're gonna we're cutting. Yeah, here. Let's, let's cut okay. there. So, Paul, you want to talk about nudity for some reason? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know exactly where we're going. I just, I think you have something. This, this is here. something Stephen and I, our old pal Stephen, have discussed at length. Yeah. Don't you just love being naked from time to time? Yeah. You yeah. Don't, you don't love it. I don't. I don't like cherish my nakedness. I don't. I don't like. I don't think it's like really really awesome but yeah no i i i think it's yeah that's where we disagree i it's kind of fun i think i think it's fantastic like the summers in blacksburg when my roommates were all gone Mm -hmm. man you couldn't keep clothes on me (laughs) (laughs) i was always naked in that apartment 
You so, know, I'd usually keep the blinds shut, but, yeah, uh, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, so as soon as I get out of here, naked all the time. Naked all the time. But you, you, what, what would you think? Would you ever... What, what's your opinion on nudist colonies? I think they're... I don't know. Like, I mean... I I like the idea of being, like, that honest with your body, right? Mm-hmm. But just i don't i don't feel too restricted by having to wear clothes you know it's like i i don't feel like my normal daily uh my normal daily operations are in any way hindered by like having to put a shirt on mm-hmm. um so well, I'm, not, I'm not saying all year round i mean it's january but uh you know come april may june you'd want to be frolicking uh in the meadow uh the meadow if, of naked if everybody did, if everybody was naked i think That'd make it easier, but I couldn't be, like, the only naked guy around. Oh, okay. That would, uh, that'd be awkward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so you're saying pro, pro-nudist pro colony? Like, that, that, not pro, like, I'm, I guess I'm, you know, I've seen it, nothing wrong with nudist colonies, but they don't really particularly appeal to me. You have, you kind of want to go? No, I don't really want to go. Okay, I'm just saying, no. like, it's a great feeling. Oh, okay. You know, I actually went to the doctor recently because I got a rash on my butt. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, this seems to be like a recurring thing. It's weird anyway. Um, so I was like, doctor, I have this rash on my butt. It won't go away. And it wasn't like bad. It wasn't like like worrisome. It wasn't even like itchy or anything. It wasn't a problem. It just like wasn't go away. So mm. I was like, I should go to the doctor. So I did. And he told me to sleep naked. You don't sleep naked already? Well, from time to time, yeah. But now, now as a rule, because the doctor prescribed that I sleep naked, uh-huh. I, I, unless it's really cold, yeah, gotta sleep naked. So how do you like it? What? You like it? No. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to like, I, you know, there are times when I like pajamas. There are times when I, you know, I mean, what's, what's not to like? Great. You're yeah. unconstricted. You just, you just let, you just let it all hang out. Yeah. Jeff, you're not going to take that call, are you? This is a text message, and I'm taking it. Okay. I just took it. I'm not responding, though. <laughs> yeah. Being naked is the way to go. I, I read I read something online once. The scientists had a theory that the one of the reasons that people get sick so often mm-hmm. and is because the clothes we wear, it's been soaking in chemicals. Those chemicals like aren't that good for us. That's the theory. And they said that if we spend more hours a day naked, we'd all be so much healthier. Really? Yeah. So do they think like soaking in chemicals like in the wash in like the yeah, yeah, air yeah, yeah. and like, like the yeah, yeah, in the wash like in, in the what's the washing machine whatever it's called ah. you know you got your bleach you got your your Tide whatever you know you you, you wouldn't like rub Tide just like on your skin to get clean would you no yeah, well, you're right I wouldn't you're doing the same thing wearing that filthy Wubit shirt right now yeah well <laughs> you too Mister you're wearing the same filthy Wubit shirt as me. Well, if I had my way, we wouldn't be wearing them at all. All right. Well, Paul, the, I don't. I don't think I want. I was going to suggest we do a naked show. <laughs> I was like, no, nope, not doing that. Uh, well, maybe someday. Yeah. All right. Let's get into talking about me. The other day was my birthday. I turned yeah. twenty-four years old. Congratulations! How do you feel to be twenty-four? Oh uh, well, you know. There was a time when I thought, 24? That's like 10 years from now. This is when I was 14. Yeah. Um, 
Like I'm that, a math that, tutor, Paul. <laughs> like, that is so far away. That, 2012? I just can't picture it. But here it is, 2012. I'm 24. And, uh, doesn't feel that different than 23. Yep. That's kind of how I feel. I just remember being, you brought up the 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I, I just remember thinking, like, man, when I'm 24, I'm going to be able to do things my own way. And I'm going to have my own place and, like... And be able to play music all the time, like like yeah. the uh, like the fourteen year old fantasy of like what I'd be doing when I'm twenty four is uh-huh. uh, I'd uh, pretty different from what I'm actually doing is like living in my parents' basement. You thought like, it'd be a lot more excitement, yeah. I think I think we all did. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not to say that that I'm in any way embittered by it, but like, but like the the uh, dis- the disparity between the two, the difference, yeah. pretty high. Uh, I was hanging out with Justin the other day. We watched we watched that DVD of the best of Chris Farley. Oh yeah, and when he's doing the Matt Foley thing, and he's talking to teenage David Spade about you're gonna find out, you grow up, you're gonna amount to Jack Squat, <laughs> and I was like, wow. You nailed it, Chris Farley. I wish you were still alive. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but still good times. Not constant excitement. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I do like that, uh, the, the things that have come true, though, are that, like, I can sleep in as late as I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can drive. Yeah, that's, that's a. Plus. Were you, uh, when you were a kid, were you all giddy about driving a car? Yeah. I mean, I think when I was definitely, when I was a kid, like, it definitely appealed to me in, because of, like, the independence it would offer. Mm-hmm. You know, like, depending on my parent, like, basically, like, you have to drive in Northern Virginia. So, like, depending on, on your parents for, like, rides everywhere was definitely just like a pain i definitely looked forward to the like ability uh and independence of being able to go wherever i wanted sort of when mm-hmm. i could so i i was never i never got that excited about driving oh really no and i i didn't get my license or learner's permit till probably about a year year and a half after like everybody i knew huh yeah i, I waited on that for a long time it's not a bad idea it's not a bad idea, and uh, yeah, I mean the only the only thing that kind of got to me was that I stayed after school a lot of time because uh, I don't know if you know this, I was pretty imbo- involved in band. Oh yes, <laughs> I did know this. I had yeah. to stay. I was I was in sax ensemble. I was in the jazz band. I was in basketball band. So I'd stay. Okay, I didn't know you were that into band. Yeah, I, I don't tell a lot of people. Okay, but uh, yeah, so I was pretty big into band, and also I worked on I worked on drama. I was I was a band drama kid. Yeah, okay, band drama hybrid. <laughs> so I would stay after, and like my mom would have to come pick me up, because you know, the buses don't run that late. Yeah. And you know, I, I didn't have a cell phone then. Most most uh, kids didn't have them in those days. In those days of yore, six, mm-hmm. seven years ago. And so, It's funny how we've changed I know. so fast. So I'd be waiting. I like Sometimes like I would have to wait hours just sitting outside like on, on the sidewalk waiting for my mom to come pick me up. And that was nice to get a car, not have to just sit in the high school parking lot for an hour or two. Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, that was pretty terrible. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> mm. But uh, what, what were your feelings on the school bus? The school bus. The school bus. Terrible. You hated the school bus. Not a big fan, no. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just in, in high school, my... Well, okay, let's go back. In middle school, like, I would take the bus to school... But, you know, my my 
school wasn't too far away. It was probably like a mile, a mile and a half. So basically, like when I had the opportunity, I would just walk home. Um, like I would just instead of taking the bus, which I guess I was supposed to do, I just decided like, hey, walking's more fun. Like, yeah. And I got to see my friends on the way, and you know, so uh, so I did that. And um, yeah, when I went to when I went to high school. Um, I think I probably told you about this, but like basically what I had to do for the until I could drive was uh, take the bus to the normal high school. Um, the normal high school. <laughs> oh, I was looking for a, a way to say like like the high school I would have gone to oh. had I not gone to the magnet school. I was trying to. I was trying fancy, to fancy pants science technology school. Right, fuck yourself. The, the number one this, number one uh, school in the country. I just read actually. Yeah, yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Yeah, look what look at me though. <laughs> I'm not doing so hot. You should. I mean, I don't know. We've probably talked about this before, but like you were complaining about like you're complaining about like all your classmates doing like doing important things with your, their lives. Like all of the kids I went to school with, not all, but like a good proportion of them are like, I'm gonna be a doctor. I I'm a lawyer now. Like I'm a brain surgeon. It's just like holy fuck. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, so basically, I had to uh, take the uh, take the bus to the the high school, my base school. Mm-hmm. Um, sit that that took like twenty minutes. I had to get up at the normal time with everybody else and uh, sit there for like twenty thirty minutes until um, the bus to take us to the magnet school came. At which point, it was like another twenty or twenty-five minute ride to get to school. So that's like an hour and a half in the morning. Jeez! And then getting home at night, I had to take two buses too. So that was like another hour, um, about of uh, of busing a day. So that was like two and a half hours of busing. That's a lot of bus driving. Yeah. So naturally, you know, I guess you were saying that you also had a long bus ride, right? I did, which is odd because. Uh you know, I live. Do we, we have this conversation on this show before? Well, I don't remember. I don't Let's either. have it again. Let's do it. Let's just um, talk about you it. Yeah, I, I only live like a few minutes outside town. Like, I don't live that far outside Warrington. Yeah. My bus wouldn't drop me off first. It dropped me off last. Like, they would drive all, they drive like a few miles down the highway, drop off a ton of people, and then turn around, then go to my house. Gotta do the circuit. Yeah, they did the circuit. And for some reason, I was at the end of the circuit, not at the beginning. So I would have about a 45 hour long bus bus drive um but you know actually that, that was only like for that was only for like a semester i had to do that because my sister drove my first two years i, I rode with her because uh-huh. you know we were in band together oh, uh okay. and then she graduated and i didn't have a license and i finally got a license and you know then, then i was driving myself but yeah i really only rode the bus for a semester but it was pretty pretty crappy uh not not a good gang on that bus uh-huh. and and the bus driver was this mean old woman that would uh she didn't, she didn't want us to listen to CD players because, you know, we all had CD players. She said, what if you drop it and the battery rolls to the front of the bus, gets stuck under the brake? Then what are we going to do? Wow. She's watching <laughs> too much like, go banana. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that Simpsons. Yeah, that's like that is just so. <laughs> she was pretty paranoid. Not real. And she she always threatened to turn the bus around. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the year we lived, the year we lived in Kentucky, yeah. when my family first moved back to the U.S., we lived in Kentucky for a year. And one time, my bus driver did actually turn the bus back around and go back to go back to the school. Oh, really? Because <laughs> we were so rowdy. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I thought that was I thought that was an empty threat, but then she actually did it. That is that's impressive. I guess they gotta back it up, you know, with action mm-hmm. every now and again, just kind of make the point, you know. And then that and then it just becomes more real for the future. It's yeah, like, I'm gonna turn this bus around. Oh, she might actually turn this bus around. Yeah, she actually did it. Couldn't yeah. believe it. That's really <laughs> awesome. I I really admire that bus driver. Nah, you wouldn't if you met her. Yeah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> you know, some of like there were a lot of really nice bus drivers, but there are also some like really being being a bus driver for like middle school kids. Yeah, I'm sure that terrible. that has got to be a stressful, just awful job. Yeah, my um, because there's there's nobody worse than a middle school child. Yeah, that's pretty true. No. Well, there are like Nazis and stuff, but like mm. I mean, we're talking about in general here. Oh, could you imagine um, having to be the bus driver that carries the Nazi youth around? That would be awful. It would be. Actually, I think they'd probably be pretty well disciplined. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, okay. So, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, my friend's uh, um, mom was a bus driver in the seventies, like while she went to school or something. Um, and he was talking about how he got this shirt. Um, from her, from her bus driving days, that was like a, a shirt with just like a big smiling happy bus on it, and it said in big letters at the top, "Just riding high." <laughs> and uh, yeah, was, apparently she was just like recalling stories about how they would like all the bus drivers would just like toke up, and like that's how they bonded. Wow, um, those are the people driving our children those, around. Those were the people driving. That's like Otto <laughs> from the from the Simpsons <clears throat> back to. Uh, now, I, I took one time. I took the Chinatown bus from DC to New York, and I swear I saw the driver hit a bong before he got in, in the driver's seat. Seriously? I think that's what he was doing. I don't know. It may have been some ancient Chinese secret, but that's what I pictured. <laughs> what? Uh, that's what it looked like. Okay. That's what it looked like from my point of view. I mean, like in the in the car, in, uh, the in, bus? in, 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 in like the the back room of the terminal. Like I was glancing in, like, oh, geez. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I may have just imagined it, but I'm pretty sure that actually happened. Okay, <laughs> well, that's why. That's why I never take the Chinatown bus anymore. Really, the Chinatown bus is great. What? Yeah, I mean, for a dollar, if you get your tickets like early enough. Oh, uh, th- th- that's such a scam! Like all the bus companies have that seats for as low as a dollar. Yeah, they, yeah. They have one seat a month that's a dollar. Well, I mean, you know, if you get your seats like. You know, if you know you're going to get up, go up like a month beforehand, you buy your seat, it's a dollar. That's great. I, I've, I've ridden that bus a ton of times. I've never gotten the dollar seat. Someday, maybe, though. Yeah, well, I mean, you, it's it's the first seat that's bought is like a dollar, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, the second one is like a dollar twenty-five or something like that. And it goes up incrementally. So, like, the earlier you buy your ticket, the cheaper it's going to be. I don't if know you about wait, that. If you, no, this is exactly how the system works. How do they make any money? What? How, how do they make any money? Well, if the if the bus is popular, then they make a lot of money. Mm. But if it's like, I don't know, it's the way it works. So when you buy your tickets like a week beforehand, you're paying higher prices. Man, we uh, one time we we took the I think it was like the mega bus. We took it from DC to New York, and <clears throat> our bus our bus driver pulled over like on on the side of the road in New Jersey and met up with another driver, and. So, like, so because the, they have this law that says bus drivers can't drive for more than 12 hours a day. Because mm-hmm. if they do, they're likely to just drive the bus off a bridge. And I don't blame them. Because, I mean, driving bus 12 hours a day, they drive you crazy. Yeah. So, 
Well, they're, they're the, yeah, whatever. It, it, yeah, it's for safety, whatever. So the new, the new driver gets on the bus, and the driver, he starts talking to her, but he leaves the mic on, so all of us on the bus can hear their conversation, and he says, yeah, the speedometer on this bus doesn't work, so you're just going to have to wing it. Uh, <laughs> but just keep up with traffic, you'll be okay. And all of us, all of us sitting on the bus are just looking at each other, just aghast that... Uh, <laughs> we're, Such negligence. <laughs> we're on some death wagon through New Jersey, and uh, this could be it. Riding the megabus. Yeah. <laughs> Buses, man. Good times. Yeah. Uh, actually kind of kind of awful times i can't actually remember like a good bus ride can you do you have like a like have you ever gotten off a like a long bus ride and been like yeah that was a great long bus ride like i like the best there's ever been has been okay that bus ride was like uneventful like like that bus ride was fine that's the best that's the best it ever is it either sucks or it's fine like it doesn't get i, I can that. think of one yeah one great bus ride uh i'll tell you about it off the show oh, okay um i actually now that you mentioned bus rides i spent my 11th birthday on a bus really i mean literally a 20 26 hour bus ride i spent my birthday on a bus the that's, entire day ugh. Uh, we were we were driving. Or this is when we lived in England. We were taking a bus to Germany, and we spent the entire day on a bus. Best birthday ever. <laughs> now, well, <laughs> you could do worse. You uh, could have been in India. My, oh yeah, some some, some Jared's crazy yeah, stories. Some back to the <laughs> my one of my worst bus rides. I think I talked to them. I talked about on the show that didn't go up. Was when I was going to New York last month. I. I was sat. I I sat. I got my seat. Oh yeah. A giant yeah, didn't go. Up. A giant fat woman sat next to me, and it was so uncomfortable because she was like, you, you know, she was taking up Overflow. like part of my seat, spilling over a little bit. Yeah, and I, yeah. I was trying to like wedge over to the window so I wouldn't like be making contact. You know, I don't want to be making contact with a total stranger. That's weird. Yeah. And I don't know. She she didn't have. She couldn't keep her arms off me. Which what I mean is, you know. Yeah. She she just rolled over. She like she couldn't help it. I mean. And that that was an uncomfortable four hours on that bus, but uh, yeah, that, that was a pretty bad one. Mm. The bus travel it gets a bad rap, but uh, it's not terrible. It's no worse than being on a plane or a train for a few hours. Um, you know, I think it is worse than being on a plane. I'm gonna say train is is the best. I've actually never like, been on a train trip. You know, actually, we went we went on one once, and it. I mean, we were really young, so. Um, I, I mean, like, you know, being kids on like a train, I'm, I'm sure is like a lot different from being on a train now. Um, but I mean, just thinking back, it seems like we had more space than you'd get on a bus or a plane. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the view is, is pretty good. And, uh, you know, there's like a, there's like a dining car, you know, yeah. you can get food. I don't know. It, it seems like, you know, the most, uh. I don't want to say luxurious, but like the most leisurely way to uh, to get from point A to point B cheaply. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, like a plane. Like you're there, you're there quick, right? Mm-hmm. On top of that, like you might not have as much space, but like the ride is a lot smoother. I feel like. I don't know. You don't think so? Right. I, I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> well, you, I, I was telling you about that job with the circus I, I interviewed for. Yeah. 
I would have lived on the train if I got that. Yeah, would, you would have lived in like you would have lived in like a Japanese sleeping capsule. Uh, pretty much. Like it was the size of like maybe like picture like a walk-in closet, a little smaller than that. Okay, it's pretty small. <laughs> yeah, re- really small. And man, I really wanted to do that. Hmm. <laughs> I thought it sounded fun. Well, I'm, after two years, you would want to like hang yourself during the middle of a of a show. I'm uh, that that I mean. I don't know. You were really pumped up about that job, but oh, I, was. I just thought that sounded awful. I don't know. <laughs> I think it would. I think we're, we're, it would lose its with, mystery really fast. Working with the circus, like nonstop fun. Oh God! Because <laughs> <laughs> clowns are such happy people. Oh yeah, for sure. And there's like animals everywhere, and like animal shit everywhere, mm-hmm. and like you know cruelty to animals everywhere, and like just awesome food and. <laughs> And, you know, you see the same show every day, and, you know, yeah. you can't make lasting connections because you're moving from city to city. Well, It's like a big tour of just, like, parking lots. Mm. Sorry, this is, <laughs> this was, these were my thoughts. <laughs> well, I was excited, but, right. uh, whatever. All right. Yeah, sorry, I, I mean, yeah, I didn't, I guess, yeah, I, I can, can't well, Hopefully I'll be down in Wilmington. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Wilmington. Yeah. Hollywood of the East, they call it. Really, it's known as the Hollywood of the East Coast. Interesting, why? Because uh, they that? film, they film like the number the, the number one filming city in the country is Los Angeles. Number two is Wilmington. Interesting. Uh, they they're going to be filming Iron Man three is the big project for the next couple months. Like they're filming Iron Man three there, and also uh, Eastbound and Down. They filmed oh, it there cool. too. Uh, yeah, they have they have like the the like the biggest soundstage outside of California is in Wilmington. Hmm. And you would never think Wilmington, North Carolina, the, the city of like 120,000 people on the like on the beach in North Carolina, is some cr- crazy film mecca. Like you never even, you never even heard of it. Holy crap! Yeah, oh. you, you didn't realize that, did you? No, I didn't. Yeah. All right, Paul. Next uh, next time I'm I'm looking for jobs. What I, what it comes down to? If uh, maybe I'll start looking at Wil- Wilmington. This sounds it, like a like legit. I, I've, been, I've been like reading up on it the last yeah. couple of days. It sounds like a great little city. And you say it's 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 on the beach. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's. Uh, did, you, did you see that movie Cape Fear? Uh, yeah. The city lies between the Cape and the ocean. So, huh. you know, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like Hollywood East. Hollywood East. Yeah, you, you never even heard, but Hollywood East is Wilmington, North Carolina. Huh. Wild stuff. Crazy. Crazy bones. All right. One more thing we wanted to get to. Jeff lost his best friend this past week. Yeah. Uh, he broke his guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I think broke, I, I temporarily, um, uh, deactivated it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to say this, but like, I, uh, the jack on it was loose. So I was like trying to tighten the jack on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I took the jack off and, um, yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I was like, you know, screwing the jack back on after I took the jack off and, um, I was screwing it and I, <laughs> so what happened? What happened, Jeff? <laughs> I bent the wire and, uh, I just broke the ground wire off of like the jack lead and, um, uh yeah, off the output jack, 
And so Man, um, I thought there was so much more to this story. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I told you I didn't really want to talk about it. Okay, well, I mean, I had to buy a soldering iron, which which when it came down to like all the soldering supplies, I decided that I probably don't actually need, but needed. It came down to like fifty bucks worth of crap from Radio Shack, and I was just like, God damn it! Okay, well, yeah. um, speaking of you losing your best friend, yeah, how has the Crayley family dealt with the loss of uh, your dog? Oh yeah, I that, oh that was on the last show that never went up. Yeah, Jeff's dog yeah, was put down at right. uh, was it fifteen years old? Thirteen, I thirteen, think. thirteen or fourteen, something like that. Um, yeah, I think we're dealing okay. Dealing okay. Did <laughs> yeah. they? So the the vet came to your house to do the procedure, right? Yeah. What what room they do it in? Uh, the living room. Ooh, yeah, haunted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was really weird. Did did we uh, did we talk about this and the the whole procedure? A little bit, yeah. So so your dog has not been doing well for the last couple months. Well, yeah, she's been sort of slowly. She was on slowly on the decline, and um, you know, basically, um, she she tore like a ligament or something in her in her back leg and and was just losing mobility. Um, by the day almost, it, it really seemed like it was, it was really fast. Um, and so we kind of decided that like, you know, if she, if she couldn't get up and like walk around and, you know, basically she would just be lying there all day and, you know, eventually that would become like probably sooner rather than later that would become like a, I don't want to, I don't know how to say this carefully, a, mm. a hygiene problem. Oh yeah. And, um, uh, so yeah, we we kind of thought it was better to you know just say goodbye. So she can't live her full life, so just end it. Yeah, yeah, she she yeah she really wasn't doing well, and she she well, was. I'll, I'll remember that if you're ever in a coma, um, we'll we'll pull this show. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just no more show. Yeah, I mean you can do it without me. Okay, no, I, I mean like we'll we'll play this back. Like yeah, you can't walk around and just no, oh, okay. no more. Yeah, well I don't know, I don't know. Would you have a do not revive clause? Oh yeah, like if, it, it, like if you okay, let's say you're brain dead. If I'm if I'm Terry Shivo, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't want to live like that. Yeah, I don't want to be Terry Shivo. So did the family take take it hard? Cause, cause you put her down like on Christmas, didn't you? No, 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 no. It was like a few weeks before. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. I think it was like Christmas or Christmas Eve. The procedure happened. <sighs> I don't know. No. No, it must not. It, it was probably like the twentieth or twenty first, because you came over. You were gonna leave for West Virginia, which, by the way, did you get any pepperoni rolls? <laughs> yeah, of course I did. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> okay, we re- we recorded that show on the twenty third of December. The procedure was to happen on the twenty sixth. I just checked my records. Oh, okay. So, okay, so your dog went down the day after Christmas. Did you make it the best Christmas ever for her? Yeah. Did you just give her bones and treats and uh, well, why would we, table scraps? Why would we? Yeah, yeah. We were. I. I did. Uh, I did give her like good food a little bit. I yeah, think I mean, all of us just kind of like fed her like yeah, little indulge. It's it's like things. it's like when somebody's on their deathbed, you just pump them full of morphine so they can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Give them that. Give them that kick. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. We made her last last couple of days comfortable, and uh, yeah, the the procedure was just like super bizarre because like the, you know, there was like the vet in our living room, and he he was kind of strange. I'm not gonna lie, it was so, it was kind of weird. So what did they do on on your coffee table or what? No, I mean like uh, <laughs> we got the um, 
we got the dog bed out and you know we made her comfortable and mm-hmm. you know he he did like the the injection we like waited for a while and now was it like mom dad jeff and sister just sitting around watching it happen yeah and um there was also our neighbors were there too neighbors they were, there. were they're pretty atta- they're like dog people and they're pretty attached to our dog like they would take care of her when uh we went on vacation you, you should call me jeff i brought popcorn yeah, <laughs> that would have been totally inappropriate, Paul. Um, yeah, I think I think the thing that weirded me out was just like I don't know. I don't. I don't. I didn't. Never had the same emotional tie with my my dog that maybe the rest of my family did, or even mm-hmm. my neighbors did. Like you never really liked her. Well, I, I liked her. She's. I, I, but she was never like really like you know my dog. You know, it's like everybody's you know got that. Not everybody, but, you know, a lot of people have, like, the, oh, you're my dog, you know? It's, like, that feeling of, like, mm-hmm. some sort of special connection. And I never really had that. So, I mean, it was, um, it's kind of awkward. Because <laughs> it was, like, it was, like, yeah, I'm sorry to see her go, but, like, I'm not that sorry. Oh, Jeff, jeez. Yeah. Heartless. And not, not really. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, anyway, that was awkward. But the, uh... Did did she know what was going on? Um, no, I don't. Th- I don't think so. Yeah, how how would she? She's a dog. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so at all. Um, so yeah, that was weird. <laughs> well, well, what'd you do with the body? Um, we took it to the. Um, my parents took it to the animal. Um, like the graveyard cemetery, pet cemetery. Yeah, like no, the book? um, uh, God, what is it called? I'm trying to landfill. No, (laughs) mass grave. That was it. It was the mass grave. We dumped her in the creek behind the house. Um, Oh, they're gonna say Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Um, No, what's it called when uh, we took her to get cremated? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know uh, if we're keeping the ashes or do. I have no idea. Getting a dog cremated? Never heard of such a thing. That's that's not that's a pretty expensive procedure. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's more expensive than. or sure, it's less expensive than putting her in a plot. Um, putting in a plot, you don't just you didn't just bury her in the backyard. We don't have. I guess we. I mean, you, we don't really have a yard mm, in quotes. Yeah. You know, it's it's more just like a woody woody mess. Mm. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. She's kind of big to put in the backyard. Like she would have been like more more so than like a. Or like a cat, even like you probably would have noticed some stinky, and she and it's like right next to the house to the creek. Oh yeah. So just for like sanitary purposes, I'm not saying. I mean that creek is full of like pavement runoff and and, and like deer shit. Like I'm sure, like it's not it's not clean, but uh, just for that purposes, I don't think that that's maybe not the best idea. Yeah, don't don't go poltergeist. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Well. You know, I think, like, uh, every house I've ever lived in has a dog or cat body in the backyard. Like, really? Like, over the last 20 years, every house we've ever lived in, had, we've had a pet die at it. My backyard here, I mean, they're not marked, but if you, di- if you dig anywhere, you might, you might find Leo or Ringo or any of the other good pets we've had. Leo they, and Ringo? They're back there. Huh. Yeah. Ella, too. Whew. Ella. Yeah. <laughs> They're all they're all in my backyard here. You've got some good dog names there, Paul. <laughs> Leo, Ringo, Ella. It's pretty good. Ringo and Ella were cats, but yeah, they're, oh, they're back okay. there. Yeah, I mean, someday Maddie, Skip, 
whatever our cat's called. Oh, Ella's still alive. What am I talking about? <laughs> okay. Way to know you were. I, I got mixed up. El- Elvis is the one back there. Elvis oh, okay. is buried back there. Okay. Ella's still alive. That's fair. That's that's a makeable <laughs> mistake. Yeah. Yeah, we, like our cats, we're, they're always named after like musicians. So we we have Ringo, uh, Elvis, Ella is Ella Fitzgerald, but that's kind of crappy. It's okay. We we got a new cat. And we were trying to come up with names for it, so we had Bono was going to be one. Oh no! Uh, don't name your cat Bono. That's the worst. Yeah, yeah. And then we were like, "How about Ozzy?" And then Frozzy Osborne. The mom was like, "No, he he did he did a lot of drugs." And like, <laughs> you don't think Elvis and Ringo did a lot of drugs? Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we did get a cat named Bono and had to give it back after about a week. Why? What, because what Ella... Uh, oh, territorial. Yeah, she's very territorial. After Ringo died, she didn't... She she laid claim to the house. Mm-hmm. Did not want to share. Didn't, didn't want to didn't share the house after waiting, waiting so long for Ringo to give up the throne. What you don't know is that she was secretly, you know, putting a little bit of rat poison in, in his food. Well, I mean, yeah, his death his death was mysterious. <laughs> it was never explained. <laughs> well, well, dig him up and get an autopsy. <laughs> oh man, this is a weird conversation. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, Paul, what are we going to eat? Like, I'm I'm hungry. Oh, I don't you know about food? you? Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm hungry right now. Okay, we can call Justin and get some food. Uh, how long have we been talking? Uh, we got about 57 minutes here. Right, that's pretty solid. Right, you want to ready to wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah, how are we going to do this? We're just going to say that you've been listening to Low Interest Radio, episode 12. Send us an email, lowinterestradio at gmail.com. Paul, is it, it's, <laughs> I think it's just routine now that we need to check that email address at the moment that we say send us an email. See if there's anything. We take uh, so long to wrap this show up. See if we got anything. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we did. What we got? Kevin Stern says, Happy New Year. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Sent uh, a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all we got. Okay. All right, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, nice hopefully time. by next show. I mean, let's not wait another month to do one, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, we I really got stuff shouldn't. to say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, but I'll <laughs> pretend I do. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. Launchist Radio, thank you for downloading. We'll see you next time.